Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome in, everybody, on this Tuesday, talking Mississippi State's win over Notre Dame last night, sending them to the College World Series yet again. I'm Michael Borky, glad to be with you on the morning live stream. If you're just joining me for the first time, if you haven't watched this before, I'm going to give give some of you guys uh, a chance to get in here a little bit so I can uh, I can talk to all of you, because I've noticed that it takes a couple minutes for the audience to to get here. So I'll tell you right now that my name is Michael Borky. I am glad that you guys are with me. If you're a first-time viewer of this, if you're a first-time listener of this, do it every morning, 8 a.m., Monday through Friday. Although I am going on vacation this weekend, so probably no Friday show, probably no Monday show. Uh, We'll see about Tuesday. Maybe Friday. I don't know. Either way, I'm going to the beach. doesn't matter. I do this every morning, Monday through Friday on YouTube. Just search my name. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's free. You don't have to worry about paying for anything on YouTube. Periscope, obviously, as most of you are watching on Periscope or Facebook Live on my Facebook page, uh, you can find it there as well. And then in podcast form, wherever you get your podcasts, Mike in the Morning or my name, subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Mississippi State is off to Omaha once again. And everybody's referencing the three Omaha appearances in a row, and and you should, by the way, because going to Omaha three years in a row is incredibly impressive, the only team in America. But I think also when you expand it out a little bit and look at it from this perspective, um, you can call Super Regional Sweet 16s, right? I mean, just for just for perspective. We don't call it that in baseball. It's Super Regionals, but... If you apply that to the run that Mississippi State has been on, that is five consecutive Sweet 16s they've been to and three consecutive Elite 8s. If you want to look at it that way, I think it kind of hammers home the point, especially in a sport like baseball that is like basketball and the inconsistencies and how one team can slip up and beat you one day. That kind of consistency, five consecutive Sweet 16s, if you will, and then three consecutive trips to Omaha, which is the Elite Eight, is an incredible run, and it's really hard to, to wrap your mind around. It's a good program, obviously. It's one of the nation's best. But getting to Omaha three consecutive years is really hard to wrap your mind around because of the sport of baseball. And, oh, by the way, over the last four years, uh, there's been some coaching turnover at, at Mississippi State, obviously. And I had somebody... Uh, sent me a direct message this morning. He was like, hey, you guys probably don't want to talk about it today. And because he said that, I'm going to talk about it. It's something that I that I haven't thought of. But he said, imagine how Andy Canizero feels today. Since he was fired, State has been to the College World Series three times. Um, yeah, he's um, probably not feeling so hot today, is he? But incredible run. And um, they're off to Omaha. So how did it happen last night? Mississippi State got the win 11-7 to last night. I thought when Nico Cavadas hit that tank bomb that landed somewhere in West Point, 
um, that things got a little bit dicey. You know, after he hit that, I thought, you know, hey, um, Notre Dame's got a shot here. And then the next pitch was thrown by Landon Sims again, and then, you know, he's not giving up a four-run lead. Like, it's all good. Uh, Landon Sims is going to slam the door. What was I thinking? But for a second there, it felt a little bit like Notre Dame could get back into the game and make it interesting. But when you've got a guy like Sims on the mound, it doesn't matter because um, he slammed the door even after throwing one mistake pitch. I mean, that's all that's all it takes for a guy like Cavadas. And um, was that the biggest, deepest home run that you guys have seen at Duty Noble since they deadened the bats years ago? In the gorilla ball era, I mean, they hit home runs like that all the time because you literally compressed the baseball like you do a golf ball. Um, th- that is the the biggest home run I think that's ever been hit there in the in the dead bat era. It was unbelievable. But aside from that, it was all Mississippi State last night. Notre Dame got the sto- uh, scoring started in the first uh, home run in the first inning, and then Mississippi State responded. In the second, but it was the third where or the no, they responded in the second. Sorry, I can't read. Um, and, and that's where really the, the damage was done. And it felt like from that point on, even though it got a little bit dicey after Cavadas' home run, um, where, where Mississippi State just blew it wide open. And, and I love reading stuff like this. This cracks me up. So it was one to one to start the bottom of the second. Cumbus singled to right field. Clark walked. Forsyth walked. So you had bases loaded. Notre Dame makes a pitching change. Rowdy Jordan beat out a double play. I mean, this game is completely different if he doesn't hustle down the line and beat out that double play. Uh, that was a big, big moment. And he didn't, you know, he didn't have a great game at the plate yesterday. But if he doesn't do that, if he doesn't beat out that double play, we might be having a different conversation this morning. But he did. He made the play, and that's what matters. Um, reached on a fielder's choice, so you had runners uh, two to one score, runners on first and third. Uh, Allen flied out, Rowdy Jordan stole second. James singled to left to make it four to one. Uh, James stole second. Hancock walked, and then Tanner homered to make it seven to one. And Mississippi State held on after that. Um, it was just an incredibly impressive game offensively. The the crowd was fantastic. Uh, they did a really good job last night capturing the environment that they were in. Uh, uh, Kyle Peterson and Dave Neal were not there, obviously, and that's really frustrating. But you got to give them credit because they really highlighted how unique of an atmosphere that that game was being played in. It, there's nothing like that in college baseball. I know Arkansas fans, and Bomb Walker's incredible, right? It's a great venue. Swayze Field's a great venue. The box is a great venue. It, it's not like that. And they did a really good job capturing that last night for sure. Um, the balance from Mississippi State last night offensively was really good. Each of these players had two hits. Tanner Allen, Cameron James, Logan Tanner, Scotty DeBrule, Brad Cumbest. All of them had two hits. And then Luke Hancock and Kellum Clark had one each. The balance offensively was great. Um Houston Harding, I, I thought, I mean, obviously he was good. And Chris Lamone has pulled the right strings there. Got him out after four. He probably could have kept going, especially considering what the score was. Um, use Simmons to set up Sims, and, and that was the ball game. But going to Harding, that was the conversation going into the day yesterday was, 
Should Chris Lamonis try to start Sims? What do you do on the mound? You know, it's not like I'm smarter than anybody. A lot of you had the same thought, but my take yesterday was it's Harding. There's no doubt about it. That's who you go to. The, there's no other option that they should consider. It's Houston Harding, and he delivered last night in the winner-take-all-send-the-team-to-Omaha game. That's all you needed out of him. You didn't need him to go seven or eight innings. You didn't need him to throw 120 pitches. He got or he gave you exactly what you needed from him last night, and you set up to uh, uh, basically rested and healthy Landon Sims, and there's there's your ball game. So uh, the biggest story, obviously, is going to Omaha three times, and uh, there are times where a College World Series appearance feels a little fluky. There are times where a team makes the College World Series and you feel like they don't really belong there. I mean, look at Virginia, for example. Um, I don't – they won, which is all that matters. Virginia won the baseball games in front of them. They won a regional. They won a super regional. They're going to Omaha. That's great. But Virginia was a three seed. Uh, I don't look at that run as expected or a really good team making a good run. It feels kind of fluky. You know, they played their regional against – Old Dominion in Columbia, South Carolina, and then they played the Super Regional against Dallas Baptist also, and it was just a weird deal. Omaha runs sometimes can be fluky. Can Like Auburn. Auburn's run to Omaha kind of felt like an anomaly. Like it was kind of just out there on its own. It's not an indicator of what the program is. They made this weird, fluky run, and then back to the cellar they go. Not the case at all for Mississippi State. Going three in a row just tells you that this program is here to stay. Um, In recent history, three different coaches for Mississippi State have taken the team to Omaha. Like I said before, they've gone to five consecutive, air quotes, sweet 16s. When it's three in a row, it's it's an Omaha streak. There's nothing fluky about this. It is the program right now. And this is what I talk about when I talk about Mississippi State so much. The thing that impresses me the most is please don't take offense to this. I think you guys will agree with this. I don't think it's the fact that Mississippi State has just much better players than everybody else. They have really good players. They they send guys to the pros. I mean, Jake Mangum is just working his way right up. But a lot of programs in the SEC do that. A lot of programs in the country do that. I don't think Mississippi State going to three consecutive college world series is because they just have better players than everybody else. I don't think that's what's happening here. I think one, they're really well coached, but most importantly, the thing I talk about all the time that is so impressive about Mississippi state, it's, it's a, a culture. Uh, I forget what player was talking about it in the post game last night, but it, it, it's, it's a vibe. That's what the kids are saying now. Right. Um, It's the culture, it's the mindset, it's the mentality of this obviously very talented group of players, but it's something about what has been instilled in this program over a few years. The players change, the coaches change, but the teams still act the same. And it felt like that last night. I mean, mean, Notre Dame jumped on Mississippi State early, scored a, a run in the first inning on a home run, and then what Mississippi State does immediately after that is they pressure you. 
it, it feels like in games like this for Mississippi State, and they don't win them all, but it feels like in games like this, they bring the fight to their opponent. They're pressuring their opponent, and it, they're clearly the most confident team on the field. And, and it it's palpable, and, and you can feel it. Like, like the fans act like it too. I mean, it's an all encompassing mentality. And I think the way they approach games like this, and you saw it last night, top to bottom in the order, every batter competed every single pitch. Notre Dame had the pressure on them every single at bat for Mississippi State. Notre Dame was the team that was pressured. And I I hate having opinions like this because you can't quantify it, but you guys know what I'm talking about. I can't point to something and say, yeah, the confidence – that they play with leads to this statistic. So I don't really like doing stuff like this, but you guys can you can feel it. You can tell. They play with this, this level of swagger, confidence, that I've used this expression before. If they have a strike left, they believe they're winning the game. It doesn't matter what the score is. doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter where it is. That team, those players, if they have just one strike left, they believe they're winning. And you can feel it. You you can watch it. And it's that kind of culture mentality that's leading to three consecutive College World Series appearances. I don't think it's because they just have better players than everybody else. I think they're really good players that are among the best in the country. But they're really good players have an approach and a mindset and a culture that breeds College World Series appearances, that breeds comeback wins, that breeds the atmosphere that they play in. I think the way they act and the way they play spills over into the people there watching them play. And that's the most impressive thing about Mississippi State. The coaches change, the players change, and all of that is still there. That is Mississippi State baseball. It's it's everything you, that state fans want them to be. I mean, I hear it all, all the time about you know grinding, right? That, that's a word that a lot of people like to use. Memphis Grizzlies basketball fans love their team because they grind, right? They played really just nasty defense, and they were they're just this gritty, physical, nasty, dirty kind of basketball team. Not dirty in a bad way. Dirty in like a they were willing to go dive for loose balls, willing to get physical. You had Zach Randolph in the post. I mean, they just they had that kind of edge. And, and Grizzlies fans loved that. Mississippi State baseball encompasses that same kind of thing. It's It's not pretty. It's grinding. It's hustle play, stuff like that. Um, It's a mentality that if I've got a strike left, I'm going to kick your ass. That's how they feel. That's how they play. And you you saw it again last night in Starkville that didn't matter the moment. We're bringing the fight to you, and we're going to win this game, and we're going to go to Omaha again three straight times because why not? (laughs) Because why not? It's uh, it's really impressive. It's really, really impressive the the mentality that they have there. It's a big deal. Let's see. Harper just says, uh, "Hail State!" Yeah, man, I bet you guys are pretty pumped today. Uh, the atmosphere looked incredible last night. I wish I was there. Uh, I was. That that looked awesome on a Monday at six o'clock. 
to have 11,000 people there, 11,000 plus. And when you consider that not everybody that goes to Mississippi State games lives in Starkville. And most people can't just up and take days off of work. I know some people can, but but most of you can't. Um, to, to have a crowd like that at 6 o'clock on a Monday, uh, that was awesome. I, I wish I was there. But uh, I think KP and Dave and the broadcast team did a really good job of of capturing the feeling. It just it sinks that they're not there. It really does. I mean, Dave Neal was was late on a home run call again last night because how could he not be? How could he not be? He's not in the park to see it. But uh, they did a really good job considering that one of their hands were tied behind their back essentially by not by not being there. Uh, Craig's asking, do you think the already uh, the mentality of get to supers and lose for Ole Miss is real? I don't know if that's like their mentality so much as hey. We're in the super, so it's okay if we lose. Um, I mean, this year they ran into a buzzsaw, but why is it that Mississippi State has gone to Omaha three times and Ole Miss hasn't? Because I do not think the answer is Mississippi State has much better players. I don't think that's the answer. I think it's what I've been talking about. It's it's a mindset. They play with a different belief and confidence and approach and mindset, and that's what separates them, and that's why they're going to Omaha again. Um, Stu and Parker both say that that was the deepest home run they've seen in the dead bat era at Duty Noble. Um, Dave Neal didn't have to to wait for that call. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, But State did a really good job. Uh, That home run aside, this weekend, State did a really good job with Nico Cavadas. Um, he had, what did he have? Five home runs in the regional, I think five home runs. And if I remember correctly, last night was his only hit of the weekend. I think, um, I'll actually, I'll pull up the schedule to double check if you guys, um, if you guys want me to, but I I think that was his only hit of the weekend. Now he made it count, but that was, (laughs) uh, they did a really good job limiting that guy. Because coming in, that's what everybody said. All the analysts, all the pundits were, hey, Notre Dame's a good baseball team. They hit one through nine. There's power. There's there's hitting for average. They're very confident, um, kind of pissed off as well. But there's this one guy, this this guy that looks like Jack Parkman, and he hits home runs. He's got – he had 21 on the season, had five in the regional. You can't let – Cavadas beat you because he will. And Mississippi State did a really good job, really good job, of not letting him beat them. It's really impressive. JP, good morning, man. Glad to see you. Uh, Craig, we will talk U.S. Open golf at some point this week. Uh, just not today. But, yeah, we will We will definitely talk U.S. Open this week. I think the pairings should come out today. And if the USGA did not put Brooks and Bryson in the same group, they don't want – their sport to grow. I mean, that's what it comes down to. You can make Thursday and Friday of the U.S. Open appointment viewing if you just put those two guys in the same group. If you don't do it, you're an idiot. Please forgive me, but you are. If you don't put those two guys together, whoever made the pairings is an idiot because you want people to care about the U.S. Open on Thursday, you put them together. Parker says seeing that ball live was insane. 
Caleb says, bar none, the Cavadas home run peaked in the air as it crossed the fence. Um, yeah, that's uh, that, the rare Landon Sims mistake. He just he left one up in the zone, um, tried to get Cavadas to chase one high. It wasn't high enough, and uh, he punished him for it. But that's the, the thing about Landon Sims is after he gives up that home run, what did he do? He just locked in and went to work and shut them down after that. That's what he does. That's Landon Sims. That's Mississippi State baseball. It's a mentality that that oozes out of that team. They believe they are winning every game they play. They believe they are better than every opponent they play. And they battle. They take the fight to their opponents. They did it to Notre Dame last night. And that's what they do. You, you can't tell me. You cannot tell me otherwise. You can see it. You can feel it. You don't have to be in the dugout to know that that is the difference and that's what separates this team and this program, and that's why they are where they are. No doubt about it. Caleb adds a note. I didn't know this. Uh, this is now the sixth decade in a row for Mississippi State to send a team to the College World Series. I did not know that, and I've got the I've got the Wikipedia page up right here. Yeah, uh, they, they went – Twice in the 70s, so 71 and 79. They went in 81 and 85, 90, 97, 98, 07, 13, 18, 19, 21. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's impressive, man. That is really, really impressive. Um, damn. They went essentially every five years from 1979 <laughs> To 2021. Less than that, even. I mean, there was a seven-year gap in between appearances. There was a six-year gap in between appearances. Wow. I did not realize that. I had it right in front of my face. I didn't realize that. That's that's impressive. Um. Stu says, uh, nailed it on the uh, the mentality, what what drives Mississippi State to success. I think that's it. It's palpable. Stu says, 36 years later, State, he says we, but State meets Texas again in Omaha, the Gene Morgan Revenge Tour. Yeah, that'll be Texas on Sunday as well. So uh, you guys get to go into the week. Um, plenty of time to make plans. And uh, Sunday night at... This is seven. I assume that's six central, right? But Sunday night with Texas. Opposite Virginia and Tennessee. And, of course, on the other side, as you guys know, it's NC State and Stanford and Arizona and Vanderbilt. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Omaha Chamber of Commerce is very, very happy that Mississippi State beat Notre Dame last night. (laughs) Because 15,000 of you guys are going to be headed up to Omaha, and that's probably underselling you a little bit. Um, maybe that guy is going to you know, get his wife's boyfriend to sell his prosthetic leg again to uh, <laughs> um, to, to send him to Omaha again. We had that guy on the radio show. He was funny. He was really funny. And uh, I can't believe the number of people that thought – he was being serious. You guys remember that? He was on a a state fan. I don't remember his name. Um, 
was on a uh, a local Omaha news station. This re- reporter was just you know getting interviews from all the state fans that were there just to you know talk about the trip and whatnot. And this guy s- said his wife's boyfriend sold his prosthetic leg so he could be there. And the number of people that actually thought that he was being serious about that. I mean, it was a great troll. I mean, it, it's funny regardless, but Terry Powell, thank you. Terry Powell is who said it. Um, yeah, Terry, he was on our he was on our radio show. But, I mean, some of these publications, these clickbait publications that ran with that and thought that he was being serious made it so much better and also kind of embarrassing. But anyway. Devin's asking what the story behind the LSU jet being at the Hattiesburg Laurel Airport yesterday was. Um, so I know a lot of people ha- have immediately turned that to them being interested in Scott Barry, which if I were hiring a baseball coach, I I would be interested in Scott Barry as well. Um, I don't think that's the reason, though. Because these university jets, I mean, they're everywhere. They, they travel all over the place all the time uh, for lots of reasons. I don't think that was baseball coach related. I could be wrong. That could be the curveball that LSU was going to throw at everybody. But based on based on what I've heard and the reporting out there, I think it was the advocate this morning. Uh, who else ran with it? Let's see here. Um, the advertiser, which I think is and uh, Acadiana, I think. Uh, Either way, a bunch of people that cover LSU and Ole Miss have run with um, the LSU job as Mike Bianco's to turn down. I I told you guys last week about what I've heard on that situation. Um, That's the most logical step right now is that that it is Mike Bianco's to turn down. Uh, I've told you before. And I don't think anything has changed in this regard. I don't think that if LSU offers a significant raise, that Ole Miss will counter and match or increase the amount that LSU offers. I could be wrong. I could be dead wrong. That's just the feeling uh, that that I get based on talking to people. I believe that it is it has been offered to Mike Bianco, and I think that he's having a hard time making the decision. I mean, how could you not? It, it's... There's a human element to to this that people don't really talk much about. I mean, Mike Bianco's lived in Oxford for 21 years, 22 years. His kids were born and raised in Oxford. Uh, he's got a daughter, I think, that's going to be a senior in high school. It's home for that guy. And even though LSU may offer more money, it's still it's home for you. And it's not as easy as a decision as some people think it is. I mean, hell, Ole Miss is paying him a million, too. It's not like, it sounds silly to say out loud, but if LSU's offering a couple hundred thousand dollars more, is that worth leaving home for? And that answer may be no. I mean, it, the, the human side of this has to be taken into account as well, because I think the LSU job is a better job than Ole Miss. If you built your life somewhere, you're not just ready to up and leave. So it's probably a difficult decision, one that I think that he is able to make. And that's not breaking news. I mean, 
it's been reported all over now that it's his job to turn down. Um, we'll see what happens. I expect some more movement today. I think uh, I think things are going to start start moving, especially on LSU's side of things. I don't think Scott Barry's a leading candidate right now, but he should be on the list. I, I just I, I don't think that he's first on that list. Craig's asking Super Talk to give me a raise. Yeah, man. Everything with inflation and stuff, everything keeps go, getting more expensive. And <laughs> and all of us keep getting paid the same. It's the damnedest thing. Um, I don't know how you guys are dealing with it, but I'm not dealing with it very well. <laughs> uh, Brent says, breaking that bomb from Nico Cavadas just landed. You're not kidding, man. It was nuts. Um Parker says, hopefully, if they keep going, they'll eventually break through and fill in the last blank on the resume. Yeah, that's the one thing missing for Mississippi State is they've had decades of success, decades of College World Series appearances, and just have not broken through for a national championship yet. I think that day's coming. I'm not sure it's going to be this year. I think there are teams that they're going to play that um, have better starting pitching than they do. I think that's what's going to hold Mississippi State back is – uh, they're certainly not bad. I mean, don't get McLeod and Bender are not bad. They're they're quite good, very good. But to win a national championship, I don't know if they have that. Um, but I've been wrong before, and I'm hope I hope I'm wrong now. I, I hope I'm wrong now. That's just that's how I see it. I think starting pitching is gonna um, is gonna hold them back. Yeah, Terry Powell from Madison. I'm from Madison. I can't believe I haven't run into Terry. JP, what was BS? You sent this uh, four minutes ago. What what did I what did I say that was BS, man? Um, Caleb says Gotro will be uh, a head coach within two years. I buy that completely. Kyle says, imagine being Andy Canizero today could be heading into his third college World Series. Yeah, that's the, Kyle was the one I was referencing uh, earlier with the with the message. John says Canizero's fingerprints are all over this team, and Andy got Tanner Allen to flip from LSU. The plane in Addisburg wasn't an accurate photo. Oh, oh, okay. Um, either way, I mean, it, university planes going to different airports does not necessarily mean it's coaching searches. I, I mean, especially when it's high-profile coaching searches, they either – I forget what it's called, how they can hide the flight manifest from the tracking services, or they use different means. I mean, LSU had a, a coaching candidate in Baton Rouge touring the facility, and nobody knew until after the fact. So – they're not just going to send the university plane to Hattiesburg to meet with Scott Barry so openly. And just, it doesn't really, didn't really happen like that. Uh, they, they disguise it better. I, I wish college coaching searches were done like NFL coaching searches. I mean, if your NFL team's looking for a head coach, they will release every interview they do. And, and the league makes them, of course. But still, I mean, it's kind of nice if you're an NFL fan and, and you're talking about coaching searches, it'll, it'll say, the Detroit Lions interviewed John Smith, the defensive coordinator from Green Bay. You know, just throwing that out there. But every interview they conduct gets released publicly. Doesn't hurt anybody. It's kind of nice. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Um, does Lamonis deserve a raise? Yeah. 
Yeah, he does. Um, isn't his salary like 600K? Yeah, according to Google, Chris Lamonis' salary is $600,000, which is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Dave Van Horn makes $325,000 more than that of Chris Lamonis. I think it's time to uh, to bump his pay. <laughs> I think it's time. Um, yeah, man, three straight Omaha appearances. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. LSU, Ole Miss, Florida, Tennessee, AM, Vandy, Arkansas all pay more. O- Ole Miss is paying Mike Bianco double what Chris Lamonis is making at Mississippi State. How's that? How's that? Double. Literally double. And I'm sure Chris Lamonis is racked up on bonuses and performance stuff. I- I'm sure. But based on what you find on Google when you Google salaries, 600K versus over a million. Yeah. It's, uh, that's pretty significant. And I agree with you. Lamonis has earned every cent. He has. I mean, I don't know the, the books, but I imagine, especially based on what just happened this weekend, that Mississippi State is in the group of about, what, seven programs that actually make money on baseball. I think he's due. I have a feeling his agent, whoever it is, is going to have a very quick phone call with John Cohen. <laughs> hey, John. See you going to the College World Series again? Yeah, yeah, good stuff there. Um, 825 is the number. Thanks, John. Have a good day. <laughs> Just send the documents over when they're ready. Send the documents over. Uh, 33% raise, please, John. Yep, one-third. Yep, thank you. Uh-huh. Let me know when to sign. I'll let Chris know. <laughs> um, John says, what a contrast. State, friends are, state fans are celebrating a trip to Omaha. Ole Miss fans are wanting their coach gone. Um, we talked about it yesterday some. Um How much does Mississippi State's success dictate how Ole Miss fans feel about their coach and their program in production? And I think, uh, because especially because it's your your most, your closest comparison, same state, 90 miles down the road, same talent pool, same division in the same conference, it's easy to compare the two. And yes, Mississippi State Stadium is nicer. But as we talked about yesterday, the state fans that that call Swayze a dump, you guys are you guys are crazy. It's not. It's one of the best stadiums in all of college baseball. Yours is just better and newer. That's okay. But Swayze is a very nice facility. It's a, it's one of the best in college baseball. It's a dedicated fan base. The, everything is is very very close. So why is it? that Mississippi State, in the same place, in the same division, in the same conference, with generally the same advantages and disadvantages, although State has a little bit more scholarship money to give, but it's kind of negligible. Why are they able to do that when Ole Miss cannot? Comparing Ole Miss to Vanderbilt isn't fair. Comparing Mississippi State to Vanderbilt isn't fair because of the scholarship advantage. But when you're in the same state, in the same division, generally able to offer the same, although State can do a little bit more. Nice facilities, nice fans. 
why is it that Ole Miss is going once in two decades and Mississippi State's going three times in three years, three seasons anyway, took a hiatus last year? Why is that? I think that's fair. I think it's more than fair. And uh, you're right, John, the, the contrast. State's paying half of what Ole Miss is. And one team's in Omaha again. And uh, and one team is not. There's something to be said about that. And that's why fans are, are some fans are kind of fed up today. I would challenge those, though. And, and you know, who knows if there's any movement on this coaching search deal. I, I have no idea. Um, information's been kind of tight since late last week. There, there are Ole Miss fans that need to ask themselves what they want out of their baseball program. Because I have heard over the last few days uh, from some people, um, well, it could be worse. You know, if you fire Bianco or, or don't fight LSU to keep him, they're not firing him, so that's not even worth talking about. They're not firing him. He's not getting fired. And he shouldn't, by the way. But moving on from Bianco, it could get worse. So you should just be happy with what you have. Or the program was bad before he got there. Now it's good, so you should be happy about that. Um, I hear you, but ask yourself what you want out of your program. Do you think that you should be going to the College World Series and competing for championships with any sort of regularity? not talking about on an annual basis. Mississippi State's run in Omaha is going to end eventually. They're going to have a year where they don't make it to the College World Series. Who knows when, but that will happen eventually. It's not something that you can do on an annual basis every year forever. Although, State's done it three years in a row. Do you think that you should be competing for championships and going to the College World Series with regularity? If that answer is yes, then why are you so scared of a change. Why are you so scared of a change? Because right now you've got good, you've got stable, you're putting players in the pros and and you're filling up your stadium and all that. But if you think you can do better, why would you not do everything in your power to try to do better? It could end up working out like South Carolina. South Carolina has really been bad since Ray Tanner became the athletic director instead of the baseball coach. Look at what happened when John Cohen became the athletic director instead of the baseball coach. Three trips to Omaha. And then I hear some Ole Miss fans say, well, well, Cliff Godwin, look at, look at his record, and it's not any different than Mike Bianco's, and so why would you hire him? Well, first of all, he's had a more difficult job. Look at Chris Lamonis's record before he got to Mississippi State. Look at what Chris Lamonis was. Before he got to Mississippi State, at a decidedly worse job. In four years in Indiana, he made three regionals, never got past it. There's, there's a reason. And if you think that you should be going to the College World Series with any kind of regularity... If you think that one in six in Super Regionals is not good enough, why are you so scared of change? You've got a two-decade sample size of what this program is going to be. Very, very good. Very solid, stable, consistent, talented winners in the regular season. 
If you think you can do better, why are you afraid to try? Because if you think that, oh, well, we could do worse is a good enough defense for why you don't try to compete for a championship, then what's the point of having a program at all? What's the point? If you're not winning at the highest level and you don't do everything possible to win at the highest level, what's the point of having a program? That's just me. Kyle says, Vandy is a dump. Swayze is light years better. I mean, yeah, I, I, I hear state fans do that because that's that's what you guys, that's what you do. And you should do it. You should rib each other. That's what a rivalry is. You should talk junk to each other. Uh, but the reality is, Swayze's one of the best stadiums in the country. It's just not the best. You've got the best. Still very nice. Still very good. Um, Kelly says, Omaha is great, but... Is it the measuring tool we use for success when you have national champion caliber staff for both State and Ole Miss? Last time I checked, we both have the same number of championships. I assume you are an Ole Miss fan. I I would get that from there. Um, Yeah, I mean, winning a national championship is better than not winning a national championship. But in college baseball, you count College World Series appearances. And, I mean, would you not trade – Mississippi State's recent history of postseason success for yours. Well, they didn't win any. They didn't win the national championship, so it doesn't matter that they've been to Omaha three years in a row. Yes, winning a national championship is better than just going to Omaha, but the measuring stick is Omaha. Right behind home plate at Arkansas, it's Omaha's. Everywhere you look, it's a reference to to Omaha. That's that's the goal, is to get there first. If you're not getting there and somebody else is, they're better than you. Then that's that's just kind of the truth as it, as it is right now. Mississippi State's significantly better right now. The results speak for themselves. Do you think that you're on their level? If so, then why have you not been? JP says had a busy morning. Glad to see everyone else picking it up in the slack or picking up the slack in the chat. Yes, sir. Yeah, a lot of uh, excited state fans today, as they should be. Um, Kyle says if Bianco leaves, do you see many Ole Miss players entering the portal? I've heard a lot of that too, and uh, that line of thinking I, I think is really kind of it, it's a little silly to me. Oh well, you know you you got to keep you got to fight to keep Mike Bianco because players are going to transfer. Okay, well, yeah, you have to hire Matt Luke because players are going to transfer, and look at how that worked out. You, you don't make coaching decisions based on players transferring or not. Maybe some do, but at the end of the day, it, it depends on who they hire. I mean, look at the what happened when Matt Luke got fired and Lane Kiffin got hired. Do you guys remember this situation? when somebody at the Ole Miss Spirit reported that half half the team was going to enter the transfer portal and Keith Carter had a, a team meeting and a bunch of players walked out because they were so mad that Matt Luke got fired and they couldn't stand it and they're all going to leave. And then Lane Kiffin comes in and they're like, oh shit, this is way better. <laughs> and none of them transferred. I mean, my gosh, a guy, a quarterback stuck around who was never going to play, and and he transferred after the season. But that's all – I don't know where that comes from. Oh, my gosh, players may transfer. If they do, so be it. But 
you don't make decisions based on that. And if, 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 if Mike Bianco does leave and Dan McDonald comes in, because that's kind of the word around lately is that that's a possibility anyway. Um, he doesn't appear to be too happy with leadership, the new leadership at Louisville right now. Um, either way, the next guy will come in and he'll be charismatic and he'll be a good coach. And most of the guys are going to be like, oh, wait, this is pretty cool, too. That's that's how it always goes. Do you see roster turnover? Probably. Maybe so. But is it going to be some mass exodus like people are saying again, just like they did when Matt Luke was fired? No. That was ridiculous then, and it's ridiculous now. Caleb says, I wonder if Rick Stansberry is comparable to Mike Bianco. If so, I'd hate to see old Mrs. Rick Ray. <laughs> um, I think a good example would be Mark Richt. Very likable. Does things the right way. Winning games. I mean, everything's good. It's just missing one glaring thing. That's the... That's the example I'd use is Mark Richt. Uh, Chad says, this year it's no Mahogs. Yes, sir. Yeah. At least they didn't have any fun this year, though. <laughs> Kelly says, uh, hands down, says better than Ole Miss. I just don't get wrapped up in non-championships. I'm a pretty narrow-minded person, though. I hear you. It's just Omaha's the goal, though. Uh, and winning the championship is... A, a massive deal, a bigger deal than just going to Omaha, but getting there is the goal. People count College World Series appearances, just like they count Final Four appearances. My guess, Sid, is Bianco back in Oxford next season. Um, I could be wrong. I, again, I, I hope you guys understand that I am putting a lot of caveats on this because I don't know for sure, and I, I'd, I've got nothing on record, and not many people do, as it sounds. My guess is no. That's my guess. Big capital G U S S guess is uh, is no, but that's just my guess. Kyle says McDonald and uh, Lamonis are best friends. Yeah, they played in college together, right? Right? No, they coached together. Yeah, yeah, they did play in college together. The Citadel, Citadel guys are different, man. They're uh, they're very different. So there's a lot of you here. I I am crunched for time though. I have got to go. I, I hate it because I've got a a bunch of you on here still, and you guys are commenting and having fun. But um, hell of a day for Mississippi State. It's an awesome run. Uh, that program is just so impressive. It's it's a mindset. It's a it's a mentality. It's a it's a culture. That's the word. It's a culture that they've developed. And it keeps producing Omaha runs because that's that's what they are. Uh, that's what Mississippi State baseball is. And here they are proving it yet again. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys have fun in Omaha. I hope you guys tune in tomorrow as well because we're not going to be done talking about this. Are you kidding me? Uh, we're not going to be done talking about this at all. So uh, stick with me Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. right here. And then, of course, on the radio this afternoon as well. So thank you guys for tuning in. Glad that you are with me. I got to run. But uh, this will be uploaded in podcast form here in a bit. Also, uh, will be it already is on YouTube. So uh, find my YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button. Thank you guys for tuning in. Congrats on another Omaha run for you state fans. We'll keep an eye on the LSU coaching search and uh, talk to you guys again here very soon.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.